Hi, this is Rob. Hey, it's Dan. And you're listening to Remote with Rob and Dan. This is a weekly series about remote work, dealing with distractions, working from home, and all the things that are going on in the world kind of relate to what we're talking about. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now and distractions. All right, so this is episode number two. And, yeah, uh, we're, we're doing a, another one. We're doing another one. All right. So I think I like this, this time the, the topic is... Staying productive during times of uncertainty. Yeah. So I think right now... Like now. One of the things that's obviously going on... Today is March 20... What is it? Oh, April 1st. <laughs> it's April oh, it 1st. Is. Yeah, which is kind of nuts. April March Fools. 32nd. Yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I quit. <laughs> um, so yeah, today was April 1st, uh, 2020, and we are a few weeks into this whole quarantine pandemic thing, which has been kind of nuts. Uh, I promise we'll try not to make the entire show about that, even though that is something that's extremely distracting and I think taking up a lot of people's uh, brain power at the moment. So I think it's relevant. I do, and I think it's... Um it's a time of uncertainty, so it's a good springboard into this topic, but I think that there are lots of times of uncertainty that we could talk about. Yeah, I think staying productive when you're not sure how something's going to pan out. So, I mean, this could be lots of things. This could be the obviously the pandemic issue. This could be you're looking for freelance work and you don't have that next gig or for you, let's say for you specifically, you're an illustrator, you don't have that next book lined up. Um, yep. Or, you know, for me, I run a company and who knows if um, maybe the world that we <laughs> live in right now, if we're going to, you know, get the schools, you know, on board with uh, purchasing products mm-hmm. the way that they have been, you know, who knows? So, there's all this yeah. uncertainty. How do you stay productive uh, during that time? So it's almost like during downtime, how are you doing yeah. things to keep yourself busy and occupied? Yeah, and I think, I mean, I kind of equate a lot of this to how it would be maybe to be an actor, you know? Oh, like, that's interesting. You work job to job. I work book to book, but it could be movie to movie. I mean, it could be anything. So. I sort of feel like in between, in between work, I'm unemployed. Sure. That's kind of how I look at it. I mean, that's, um, a, that's an interesting way to look at it. Do you feel like when you're, when you're kind of waiting on that next gig, um, are you being, are you looking for other streams of revenue during that time? Or are you looking to hone your skills more? Are you looking at it as an opportunity to, I don't know, spend more time with your family because you know that next thing is going to come around. So you're going to take this opportunity. Like, how do you, how do you cope with those down times? Um, you know, it's kind of all the above, at least of what you said. I, I certainly take that time to better myself with my skills just by drawing because I like to do it. So, you know, I try to draw and share and, and create little, little projects for myself in that way. But I also create big projects for myself where, you know, my jobs are usually illustrating a book that someone else has written or not usually so far, they always have been. Um, and so in between those jobs, I try to write myself, um, write books for myself. And, and so that's not something that comes as naturally to me as drawing. So I, I work a lot at that, 
um, in between. And I've written all kinds of starts and never finished until recently. I sort of have one that I'm working on a lot and um, until recently have been in between books. So I've kind of been doing that. Um, obviously, this past month has been a little different and we've been doing a lot of family time as well because our family's all here at home. Um, so yeah, I, I, I better myself. I write stuff and I also talk to my agent a whole lot and ask her when she's going to find me a new book project <laughs> that's paying. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Do you, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of do the same thing. Do you feel like you're, do you feel like you're working toward like, okay. So you're years into your, your years into your profession, um, yeah. whether it's illustrating books or just being a, an illustrator or a designer in general, mm -hmm. um, you know, an artist, do you feel like yeah. now, you know, 15 years in that you are, you're still trying to better yourself in the same ways that you were when you were younger, or is it, are the, are the ways that you're going about quote unquote, getting better? Are they different now? So for example, I, I play the guitar. I've been playing for, I don't know, 20, 25 years. And I don't, I don't ever sit down and run scales or, you know, try to figure out new chords or take any kind of like online lessons. Uh -huh. And I'm not saying by any means that I'm some kind of like virtuoso at all, because I'm not. But I've found that I got comfortable almost with where my like proficiency level was. And then I just wanted to get better creatively. So I spent mm -hmm. more time just doing it just to get, have things kind of flow out of me easier. So like, it's almost like there was a point in my life where I went from being um, a student of, uh, tactics to a student of like creativity and art. You know what I mean? Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'm not <laughs> naturally a super overconfident person. So I'm always <laughs> kind of questioning my ability. So, so, Partly, yeah, kind of not from 15 years ago, of course, but from even when I started creating books three, almost four years ago, I I do some things the same way as far as, you know, just doodling and drawing on my own, which I consider, you know, bettering myself as an artist. Um, I, I guess now I, I'm more comfortable in how I draw, so I instead of trying to figure out new techniques or, or, you know, trying to like find my voice, I, I sort of know it a little bit more and I create little projects for myself, whether they be of my own, you know, my own brain, whether they come out of there or whether it's some kind of drawing challenge I find on social media. And I do that kind of thing to step out of my comfort zone on what I draw uh, more so than trying to like find my own illustration style, so to speak, or anything like that. Um, I think, uh, I do kind of the same thing. I, one of the things that is you are sort of touching on that I actually am curious about your opinion, because I know what mine is my, so there are a lot of people, there are a lot of books, there are a lot of self-improvement type, uh, 
you know, articles and things out there that, you know, especially for creative folks, uh, you know, who work in the creative field like we do, um, there are, there's the whole adage that you shouldn't wait to be inspired. You should find inspiration by continually doing. So there's this concept of, you know, I know you and I have both said this in the past and, um, you know, I have to be, especially when it comes to creative work, I have to be kind of in the mood, um, to really like knock something out. But do you feel like there's something to this whole concept of that's not necessarily true and that you get in the mood by putting yourself in the mood? So let's just say, for example, (laughs) in these downtimes, um, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a downtime scenario, you have every day you say, I'm going to spend an hour or two hours and I'm going to, uh, draw X, Y, and Z, or for myself, I'm going to spend an hour or two hours and I'm going to, um, write a song, even if I don't feel like it. And I'm just going to do that every day so that I Mm -hmm. slowly incrementally get better at just finding inspiration instead of waiting for it to come to me. There's like a whole big thing about that right now. Sure. And I'm curious what your perspective is on that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think (laughs) I have made the argument a lot of times that I just need to be, I need to be ready (laughs) when inspiration hits. I need to, you know, it's my, it's my, justification for just like up and leaving and going to draw when I have this, you know, idea or, or write a story. But I have also found, especially now, because I kind of sit down and draw with my kids more often, you know, over the past month than I have probably ever, um, that if I, if I just start doodling or drawing something normally, after I, I do a few pages, I'll, I'll end up with something that like, Oh, that's pretty good. You know? And if you, if you kind of liken it to when we were in a band, for instance, and I mean, we practiced three times a week all the time, probably, probably more regularly than <laughs> just about anything we've done. And some days, you, you go through it, you grind through it and you end up with a bunch of crap. And some days you grind through it and you do the same things you've always done and you write a great song. Yeah. So I think, I think getting over the idea that every time you sit down to do something, you have to end up with some new wonderful thing is the first step in just like learning to better yourself through your craft. Eventually you get better. You know, how many times did you sit down and run through those scales right. before you felt comfortable writing a song? And how many crappy songs did you write before you felt comfortable showing somebody one? You right. Know? No, 100%. I mean, I liken it a lot to for years and years, I was adamantly, vehemently against the concept of running. Um, I just <laughs> thought it was the dumbest thing. I hated it. Uh, there was no moment where I was like, all right, I'm going to get into this groove. And I, I just couldn't stand it. And I think a lot of... <laughs> I love it now. So let me get to that. Um, I think a lot of my problem was I was, I wasn't, I wasn't building the muscles. I wasn't building the endurance and I wasn't building the, um, confidence and the, the ability to do it. You know, I'm still not like by any means like a runner, I can't go very far. I'm still pretty, uh, new to the whole running thing, but I, I feel like if I, as long as I'm doing it daily and I'm getting that part 
out of me. I, I, I learn, I, I come to a conclusion that I can baby steps just kind of get me better and better. And eventually yeah. now, if I look back three, six months ago, I'm like, oh man, just running like a block was awful. I hated it. And now uh-huh. it's not, I haven't done anything different except for I just do it every day. So now, yeah. you know, I've kind of gotten past that. And I think it can be the same can be said for, you know, creativity, whether it's writing songs or obviously drawing books or mm-hmm. uh, I've been into video now. So doing videos, I'm still terrible at that and I, and I want to get better. So I'm just kind of forcing myself to do it every day, even <laughs> if it's little dumb stuff. But um, I think uh, I think you touched on it with the band, you know, when when we were at our quote unquote peak and we were writing, we were practicing, you know, three times a week at minimum. And we were writing every time we practiced, there got to a point where we could crank out, even if it wasn't polished and finished, we could crank out a song or two, like every time we sat down to play. Yeah, I think it's just because we flex those muscles and learn to do that. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you do something long enough and you like it, you're going to get pretty good at it. Um, the same can't be said if you're trying to force yourself to do stuff that is just really awful, which I guess goes against your whole running analogy. <laughs> but um, I think the the not consequences the uh, the byproducts of running while running sometimes can be awful when you first start. It also makes you feel good about yourself when you're done. Um, there's there's other things that that running does that, that better your life in general. But, um, yeah, I think you release endorphins and there's a lot of, you know, there's the actual chemical reactions of it that are excellent. Uh, and I think that there's like a tipping point, you know, at first the physical discomfort outweighs the chemical euphoria, you know, that Mm -hmm. that you're getting or whatever, but eventually that physical discomfort starts to slowly go away and you get that euphoria and that becomes more important to you. So you kind of tip to the other side. But I I honestly, like, I I actually kind of think it's, I think it works for me as well in everything that I do. And I've started to extend that to like other stuff that I do. You know, um, I recently started this video thing and I've been wanting to do it for a really long time. And I finally sat down, I'm like, look, I'm just going to do it. And I've been forcing myself to create something every day. And I do not release everything I create, um, because a lot of it is garbage, but I create something every day. And even if it's small and stupid, I'll just put it on, you know, let's, I'll put on like Instagram stories or whatever. And it's just a, it's just a way for me to get out there. And I know you did something similar at one point, um, you were doing a uh, – oh, man, what, were, what was that called? Your uh, Gratitude Tuesdays? Was that what it was called? Oh, Gratitude Tuesdays, yeah. yeah. And I think – yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. I think you were using that as a method for doing something weekly um, to get in the zone and like get a cons- like a consistent cadence going of not only mm-hmm. illustrating but forcing yourself to think about something you're grateful for weekly, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And – you know, just using it as practice. Uh, if you if you give yourself prompts, I think like that, then sometimes it's easier to be creative within you know within that box you've given yourself. Um, at least it was for me when I was doing that. Um, you know, on a larger scale, just when I was trying to build my portfolio for illustrating kids' books, I would just you know my prompt or my box that I was giving myself was just draw things that look like they're in a kid's book, you know, try to 
come up with a line that could be on a page of any kid's book and then illustrate it. Um, and that was kind of my practice. I was, you know, working out my drawing muscles, yeah, taking them for a run. <laughs> <laughs> so um, our topic to bring it back around, I think this is all extremely relevant. Our topic was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, staying productive in times of uncertainty. And I think this is the kind of thing that how do you stay productive in times of uncertainty? And if we, if we relate it back to, you know, we want to be topical and we want to be talking about obviously what's going on in the world. And right now the, the uncertainty that's kind of right in front of us is this whole, you know, this pandemic. And I think the uncertainty of it is when is it going to end? You know, it's the big thing. So um, absolutely. I think there's a, probably a few, I think that's a big one. Obviously there's the whole, am I going to get it? Go- sure. The whole what? I'm sorry. The whole like, am I going to get it? I'm obviously that's uncertainty. Well, yeah, and then also just the whole like, am, I mean, for are we going to have jobs? Sure. When this is done, I think everyone's. Uh, thinking so there's the that. economic uncertainty. The, I think you hit the the big one is like, how long are we going to be in our houses? You know, doing this. So um, are you doing so anything yeah. productive? Are you have you made that mental leap yet. Um, and I know it's still kind of early, but if you made that Mm -hmm. mental leap to say, okay, this is my new normal. I'm here. This is going to be at least another month and probably freaking three, who knows? Um, yeah. Have you made that, uh, I'll say it again, that mental leap where you have decided, okay, this is where, this is where I am. This is my new thing. And I'm going to be productive in X, Y, and Z through this, uh, in order to keep my sanity, in order to also just, uh, maintain some level of productivity, because obviously, you know, I'm sure books aren't getting written. Um, books are, you know, uh, there's all sorts of craziness going on on your side of things on my side of things with a company, you know, uh, we sell to schools and schools are closed. So that's a whole new, interesting dynamic for us. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty. So I've, I've managed to, well, we started this podcast, which is one way of being productive. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, that was I was going to say that that that's a little bit of keeping productive, um, finding a new outlet to stay sane, um, and you know, a, a new a, a new way to to be social with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, frankly, I mean, I don't get to talk to many people outside of. <laughs> Outside of my family, and only one of them is above the age of six. So, <laughs> um, so those conversations aren't always <laughs> the most the most uh, exciting. Um, I feel yeah. Bad. I think the podcast is a big one, personally. Yeah, it's the same for me. Um, I was gonna say I feel bad. My uh, my son uh, Parker's gonna be ten on Friday. And so his, oh, wow. his 10th birthday in quarantine, can't go do anything. Can't go. Yeah. It's just kind of like, what a bummer. I try to keep um, comparing this, I guess, to, um, to things that would be more difficult. Sure. You know, I feel like I, I sort of pretend that these are, the, you know, for lack of a better term, that first world problems kind of thing. And, and, um, it sort of keeps a little bit of perspective of like, you know, I could be in prison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, we could be, there's a lot of things that, I mean, one thing you and I touched on this in the last episode and we've talked about it, you know, just offline as well. It's the fact that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, other than the social aspect that you were alluding to, it's not a whole lot different for us. 
Um, no, you know, there are a lot of people that have been affected in the service industry and the whole, I just, yeah. I was thinking the other day, like, Oh my God, movies, like, that's just like not a thing right now. Um, yeah, not at all. I wouldn't go to a movie right now. I don't think, and I, I don't, think what makes this worse, uh, even though like day to day work hasn't changed that much is the, the anxiety that it produces. And I read something that was, um, equated it to this mass grief i don't know if you've if you've seen anything like that like we're experiencing grief for our way of life that we don't know if it will be the same interesting you know um and it's those kind of things that they creep into my head i'm sure they creep into lots of people's heads that makes this feel like oh i'm not just stuck at home not just working from home you know i'm staying home to be safe. Right. And that makes it a little bit more strange. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is more strange. I, th- I mean, my, my wife and I today were making a list of groceries for the next two weeks because we've kind of made the, that decision that we're going to try to stop going out like as much as humanly possible. So, um, I mean, obviously being constrained in that way is a little weird. Um, and, uh, you know, we have, um, I, I go out and I run every morning and even that I'm like yesterday I was running and there was a guy, an older gentleman just walking, having his morning stroll. And I like ran to the other side of the park. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get near him. But I was like totally like away from him. And he probably was, I mean, obviously he knew what I was doing, but he definitely mm-hmm. looked kind of like an old timer that was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know? Like I'm doing it for your safety, man. Yeah. I could be a carrier. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that aspect of it, it's definitely strange. And, you know, uh, even to the point where even shit for this podcast, I was like, Hey, you know, we had some technical difficulties. Daniel was going to grab a new microphone and it was available at the, at a store in his town, five minutes away. And we were like, no, let's just order it. (laughs) I'm just going to order it. And then touch the box with my fingertips. Oh dude, I've been throw doing it all away. So I order a lot of stuff, uh, gear, yeah. um, you know, for this video stuff I've been doing and the podcast stuff. And so I order a lot of gear, some kind of a gearhead, and everything I get now, I, I pick it up with gloves. I bring it in, I cut it open. I pull it apart with the gloves still on. I throw all the crap into a trash bag, all the junk inside. Yeah. And then the box I throw away. Uh, and then I, you know, I take the gloves and I, I wash the gloves cause they're like, um, they're like the uh, dishwashing reusable kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's kind of the point where it's, it's kind weird. Of weird. Um, okay. We're getting on the thing. We're doing the thing where we're all, we're talking Tangents. about this. Cor- this is going to be part of the, uh, uh, who knows how many part coronavirus series. <laughs> I mean, so I don't know. We can touch on that a little bit. I think one of the things with staying productive in times of uncertainty is one of the things for me is watching some of my family around me kind of obsessing over the news. And this is a super big thing for a lot of people. And, um, how do you, how do you, how do you stay productive when something like that's happening? How do you even run a podcast like this and not talk about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's hard. I mean, it creeps into every like fiber of your being if you let it and it's hard not to let it. Um, especially if you are even the slightest bit obsessive, like I am, um, I, I've actually found, and, and granted, I'm still kind of finding my sea legs in this whole thing because it changes all the time. 
So I just kind of take it day to day, but I found that getting in a little bit of a routine, even if it's not right, even if it's not work, like I wake up and I even talked to Elizabeth about this last night. Um, I was like, don't, there's, there's a reason why I'm not doing these dishes after dinner <laughs> is because I wake up and I get Henry going on breakfast or he's always the one that wakes me up. So it's me and him downstairs in the morning for at least 30 minutes and um, get him going on breakfast or a show or something. And I make some coffee and while the coffee's going, I do the dishes. I unload the dishwasher from the night before and I do the dishes and it's become, I just did it a couple of days because I didn't feel like doing dinner dishes. Right. Um, but then it became this almost therapeutic thing that I think about now oh, every yeah. night. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, I want to do those dishes in the morning. I want to <laughs> clean up the kitchen. And that's what I do every morning. And it kind of has given me, it's given me like a little job. It's funny. <laughs> inside it's, my jobs. It's funny you say that. Um, I, I honestly do the same thing. Um, I actually get a little bit neurotic about leaving dishes the night before. So for me, it's not necessarily the dishes, but every morning um, I have a very stringent routine and this has definitely affected it because the kids aren't going to school. So I don't have that part of my life right now um, or that part mm -hmm. of my routine going. But for me, it's, I have to pick up and clean up, you know, the, the living room, the dining room and the kitchen first thing in the morning. Yeah. And and I noticed that for a few weeks into this whole crazy mess, I had not been doing it quite as much. And in the last two days yesterday, I had been waking up and not feeling right for some reason. And yesterday I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my thing again. And I even go as far as I put on like meditation music and like kind of, you know, uh -huh. I light a candle and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I just I Turn on it. twilight. Yeah, turn on twilight. Um, <laughs> No, I, uh, I, I do this stuff and I wasn't doing it for a while. And so I started doing it again yesterday and yesterday and today I felt significantly better. It's like this weird uh -huh. Zen balance moment where you have cleared your space. You've created like a, you know, a minimal, you know, distraction free uh -huh. zone. Um, and that's something that I, yeah. I saw someone else say in a, a show that I watch, um, was uh, in this time of uncertainty, go out and go into your office or your workspace or the space that you spend the most time in and just rearrange it. Um, not necessarily like move things around, but, you know, uh, I went and I got some, like, I had some bins in the garage. So I brought those out and like, I put, took all my like little cords and like put them all in there. And just the act of like, I don't know, I guess I Mary condoed my office, but just the act of like <laughs> cleaning things up and, um, putting things in their, in their right spot. Um, I, every time I do that, for some reason I feel way better. So that's like a weird productivity thing that I do. Um, yeah. anytime I'm feeling like yeah. I cannot be productive, I, if I clean, I feel immediately productive. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's that mowing grass effect. Yeah. You, you can see the fruits of your labor pretty fast and that, that to me is satisfying. And I feel like I've accomplished something and accomplishing things makes me feel more at ease. There's a so, whole, there's a whole book on this topic called, um, Oh man, I think it's just called make your bed. Um, but it's a book about, um, they're using the metaphor of making your bed in the morning and like your mom always told you or your dad always told you or whatever, make your bed. And I definitely think as simple as that maybe, or as simple as doing the dishes, maybe, um, there's something to it. 
It's about yeah. creating a sense of forward momentum immediately in the morning. And uh, there's something for a lot of people where they feel like they want to relax. They want to wake up slow. They want to have their coffee and sip and not do anything. And I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not sure that that's starting your day off the right way. Even if you yeah. do that immediately after doing something productive, um, and even if it only takes 15 minutes, I think it's a good way to like jumpstart and make you feel like, okay, I did something. I checked something off my mental list. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a, I, I feel that way anytime I, I wake up. I feel, even if it's not doing the dishes, even if it's, you know, anytime in my life, I feel like I've spent, I've spent so many years waking up at noon and wasting <laughs> half my day that if I'm going to wake up early, I'm at least going to take advantage of it. You know, do you, do you, this is super tangential. Do you, do you ever think about the fact that, I mean, we were friends, but we also had lots of friends around us and stuff and just mm-hmm. knowing younger people now, the, do you ever look at the clock at like 10, 30, 11 and go, there are people that are just now waking up and I've been up oh, for yeah. like five or six hours at this point. Yeah. I can't, I can't make myself sleep past eight anymore. I don't even if the kids are still asleep. I don't think there's any Most way of the time I, I get up at late. six. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of it was that we had jobs that kept us out until four in the morning yeah. sometimes. So you'd sleep till <laughs> I would sleep till like three in the I afternoon mean, sometime. I mean, if you're waking up at five or six in the morning and then you're uh, going to bed at, you know, I don't know about you half the time I'm in bed by like nine 30. Yeah. So, yeah, um, absolutely. But that's um, actually when I, I look forward to that downtime between when I like lay down mm-hmm. and everything's sort of done. And when I actually fall asleep, there's sometimes a couple of hours in between there where I'm just kind of like, Oh, this is my time. Yeah. I can like look at my phone yeah. if I feel like it or read a book or watch tiger King or, you know, whatever. <laughs> what uh, is this? Ti- I finished that. Is that uh, there's so many people obsessed with that show. I haven't watched it at all. Uh, I mean, we could get on a huge tangent about this if you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I might have to watch You'd it. You'd have to watch it first. Maybe the next um, episode it could will be, be about that. It could be a series of podcasts in its own right. I think it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you should watch it. I won't spoil it for you, but it certainly could take a, it could take up a few hours a night for a few nights before you fall asleep. Oh, man. So, uh, anything else, anything that you feel like right now being productive during, uh, this crazy time, um, that you wanted to touch on or that you wanted to, to spout out there? Uh, you know, what's, what's helped me. And I've said this already, I'm sort of still figuring it out, but just, just recently I've started sort of scheduling Mm -hmm. my time Mm -hmm. a little more than I normally do. And I think that that gives me gives me a list to tackle. So I started. I don't usually make lists. I'm not. A, I'm not that kind of person. Um, I sort of just do. I just do my work. I don't usually have a ton of different things that I need to do. Um, but right now, I've got a few different things that I want want to get done that aren't necessarily making a book sure. related, like you know, fixing my website, doing some resources and things for for students that aren't at school um etc just things like that so you know because my wife also works from home and we have both our kids at home and we're sort of sharing that that duty um i've started 
scheduling time and then she's scheduling time and we're sort of creating a you know a a list of things to do and when to do them family family stand up what yeah i mean kind of (laughs) Uh, we don't talk about what we've done each day (laughs) um uh, but we we uh we have not a you know concrete set like this can't be moved if things come up we obviously are flexible but it sort of feels like i've sort of tried to make home working from home feel like more of a job Mm -hmm. somewhere else so that i have i have a list and i have things that i need to accomplish and that helps me stay more productive because otherwise you know these days are running together and time sort of feels endless yeah right now and you know i don't know what day it is half the time anyway and I've said this numerous times. It's like, we need to do this. We need to do this. Well, we got nothing but time. You know, we can just like, we could work on our yard for the next month and nothing outside the outside world is really going to change that much. Right. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you touched scheduling on that. stuff. What's that? You touched on that last time you touched on, um, you felt like, you know, uh, you and your wife, and then I, I kind of chimed in too, that, you know, you both work from home and mm-hmm. that uh, the it became immediately apparent, you know, after a week or two with the kids at home that, wow, we really kind of need to like team up here to like create yeah. this schedule because we're kind of stepping on each other's toes. You didn't literally say that, mm-hmm. but I, I got that. And um, I kind of felt the same way. We talked about this in the last podcast. And so it's interesting, mm-hmm. you know, a week later, to hear, okay, you have started now scheduling. So like in real time, kind of watching as these things are unfolding. Um, because uh-huh. I, I've, I was watching someone recently uh, who hosts a show um, on YouTube and he's a, he's a kind of a productivity, I don't know, expert or whatever you want to call it. But he, mm-hmm. you know, he's felt that in the last two weeks, and I'm, the only, I'm only talking about this because I feel the exact same way, that uh, – he's completely gotten off his schedule and completely lost his like routine. And in doing that has started to kind of fall apart. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are starting to now come around. And um, I think it's going to, we're going to create a new normal for ourselves. And then all of Mm -hmm. a sudden everything's going to theoretically like go back to semi-normal. And then what do we do? (laughs) It's going to be weird. I mean, you know, for this whole year, We've had my son's been in kindergarten, you know, half the day, and we have a nanny that comes three, you know, three times a week. And so we have all this, all this free time that I would took for granted then. I was like, yeah, I was like, I never have enough time to do my work. And, and now looking back on it, I had all the time in the world and sort of like wasted it sometimes. Because now there's, you'd think you'd have all the time in the world to do your work, but you just have all the time in the world to entertain children and homeschool them and, you know, cook and do everything that needs to get done outside of work. Um, So I'm sort of looking at this like, like if I was the employee of my own part-time job, the way that things used to be when we both had part-time jobs and I'll schedule myself. And whether it's a set schedule and I work three days a week and I go into work for three hours and it's 
you know, in the evening or what I just kind of like am communicating more with my wife about our work needs and what, when we need to do it. And, um, and then trying to get that done. I actually which is think that probably something I should have been doing the whole time. No, I think that I think it's valid though. I think a lot of people don't do that. I've not, like I said, I've always been kind of a list, you know, person and been very like meticulous mm-hmm. about that stuff, but I've never really been very good at it with, uh, the back and forth with my wife, to be honest, you know, I've, I was really good at it yeah. in a company, you know, setting and I, you know, I still run a company. I still have employees and I, I think I do that fairly well, but when it comes to home, it's very mm-hmm. weird. And now you add in the fact that, okay, we're working from home. We are confined to home. We have kids at home. We've got to do, like you said, mm-hmm. meals and homeschool and all this stuff. Like, I think it's, I think it requires a routine and a schedule. Otherwise everyone's just going to yeah. go crazy. But what's, what's, it also requires, at least for me, it requires some really good communication and a little bit of humility mm-hmm. in the fact that, you know, that my my crap isn't the most important crap you yeah know? It, it, which is which is you know i try not to be that way all the time but it's hard when you're you know you have a bunch of deadlines and people are emailing you about stuff and everybody wants something as quickly as possible for you to not get zoned in on that and and be like i need to do this i need to do this nobody else matters right and it's it, i think communicating better and and having that humility is almost necessary well it is necessary but it's almost the most necessary thing right now in order to like have a working family i think it's i think it's a really good thing to end on because i think that what's really odd about this whole situation is i think it's teaching people how to be better at the things that actually matter and yeah um, my totally myself included, I definitely get sucked into my work or my, my side work or my side gigs, um, all those mm-hmm. things. And I just, that's all I want to do, um, because I get in yeah. the zone. And when you realize that you have this, you know, these kids that are reliant on you and they need to learn and they need to work and you start doing that with them and you're like, wow, I'm really getting something out of this. This is amazing. This feels great. And then yeah. now all of a sudden, okay, we're making meals together. We had, uh, our, my son really wanted to go out to a restaurant. We obviously told him we can't. So we did restaurant <laughs> night at our house where oh, that's awesome. we left the house and then like came back in and were greeted by, you know, the hostess, um, and all this stuff. <laughs> and, but like doing this stuff and like having this fun with, you know, preparing meals, having family time, um, doing homeschooling and then, you know, trying to fit in our work. It's almost like work is becoming a secondary um, uh-huh. instead of a that's primary, feel, totally. and it's, it's, that's, I, I don't think that's such a bad thing for the world to feel for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. and if anything, it'll start to start to tip the balance, tip the scales a little bit and realize that you do need a balance because this stuff is super important. And if you're just blasting your way through life, focused on your crap, you know, and not realizing uh-huh. all the other people that are dependent on you or that just want you around, um, yeah. You know, I think it's, I think it's funny that this horrible pandemic is going around, but also potentially creating stronger families. So, yeah, I think, I think it's, you know, it's a little sad that it takes that, but I totally agree that it's, it's sort of bringing into focus what, what and who is important, you know, even outside the family, like yeah, the, the people that are still out there putting themselves in danger are not 
you know, hedge fund no. <laughs> owners and, and, or, you know, big time attorneys, they're delivery people and grocery store workers. And I think this whole thing is put into focus who, who really keeps, who keeps everything going, who keeps things going and what really keeps everything going. Yeah. One of our good friends up in Boston is, uh, you know, working in a hospital and seeing all yeah. of this firsthand and he's, you know, freaked out as he should be. And, um, yeah, it's absolutely. been interesting to talk to him and I don't know. Yeah. It's very interesting to see, uh, the, the people that are making the world turn right now. Um, mm-hmm. and we're just making a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just people like us just talking about stuff, um, in our homes. All right. No, this was good. Uh, I, I feel good. I feel like, uh, we touched on some great stuff. Um, staying productive mm-hmm. by just doing, creating a routine, creating schedules, um, realizing what's important and, uh, and holding onto that balance in your life, um, I think is what's going to keep your sanity during a time of uncertainty like this. So good stuff. Yeah. And if, if you're like me, it'll even make your work better. I feel like I've become more efficient and the things that I do are, are better quality because I'm spend more time doing things that make me, you know, happy. I completely agree. Outside of working. I completely agree. All right. Well, if you uh, are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or you're listening to us on Google Podcasts or whatever podcast service that you use, be sure to download, hit the like, hit the stars, give us a review, any of the things that you can do to help us out. We'd really appreciate it. This is a brand new show, so it's going to take us a little bit to kind of get some momentum. So anything that you can do to help us out would be much appreciated. Or if you hate it, share it, it with your buddies, <laughs> share it with your friends, please. Um, and if you hate it, then just keep that to yourself. Yeah. Just, you know, (laughs) don't listen anymore if you don't like it. (laughs) No, it's good. Uh, all right. I will, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week or hear you guys next week, or you'll hear us next week or something along those lines. Uh, I think we're going to try to figure out a cadence for this. Um, it's definitely weekly. Uh, not sure that we know what day, but we're definitely going to come up with a day and time that we try to get a drop. (laughs) Um, but we'll, uh, we'll see how that works out. All right. All right. See you guys. Peace.